Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Sports Podcast. Today, we'll be covering the free agency period for the AFC North and South. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Oh, walking on sunshine as usual. Yeah, it's another another great day. We were just talking about how much fun we had today. So let's let's go ahead and get started with the AFC North. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. We will begin with them couple of good signings for the Bengals. Free agency has been good to their secondary. They bring in Mackenzie Alexander from the Vikings on a one-year, $4 million deal. What do you think of this signing? Cincinnati needs a lot of help in a lot of places. You got to start somewhere. Defense is a good way to go. You have to – you got to shore up the defensive line. You got to shore up your secondary. If you want to win games, you can score a lot of points with a lot of different guys. I know they're they're talking about all the sexy picks, like they're going to get Joe Burrow. But this this is a signing that they need. He's not a big marquee name, but, you know, he could play a little bit. As we go through these signings, that we j- joked about this with the Giants, what they saw in the, the Packers linebacking core, the – the worst pieces that they brought over. The Bengals did the same thing with the Vikings secondary. So the other the other corner piece that they bring in is Trey Wayne's pretty big contract for a guy that had really kind of dropped off the last few years in Minnesota. They bring in Trey Wayne's for a three-year, $42 million contract. Pretty, pretty decent money for uh, a guy that's certainly not a top-tier guy. I, I don't know. Do you, do you even really think of him as like a second-tier guy? He's he like, one. Of, he he reminds me of one of those guys that you put on a good defense and in a good system. You like, like a Mukamara, an Amukamara or a Byron Maxwell, and they shine in that system. And it's not that they're a bad player, but they can't. I don't know if he can necessarily just go into any system and be a really good player and he, be worth that money. I he's don't. He's still know. really young. You know, he's he's only 27. Uh, I was like, when is this, his fourth or fifth year? Yeah, it's just, this will be his sixth season. Sixth. He's co- coming out of Michigan State, he was a really, really high prospect. And he he started 15 games his, his rookie year. He played in 15 games his rookie year. So he, he's been – been uh, got a lot of experience. But, again, just funny to me that they, they said, all right, well, let's, let's take the, the Vikings secondary. But um, they bring him over, and presumably he's going to start I would imagine uh, for that team, depending on what they do in the draft. But uh, so they've got Alexander and Trey Waynes. They bring over uh, at the corner position and uh, Von Bell from, from the saints three year, $18 million deal. A lot of that money is uh, out of the way in year one. So this might be one of those situations where they see how he performs in the first year. I don't know the details of the structure, but really good. I think he's the best, uh, Strong safety on the market, super young, only 25 years old. 
I feel yeah, like it looks like he got he got seven million for yeah for, for the first one. year. Yep, I feel like he's he's one of these guys that I see and I'm like, oh, Von Bell's been around forever. He's only 25 years old. Makes me feel really really old. Well, when you come in on a team that gets the national spotlight and you can and you perform, yeah, people seem to think you've been around for a little bit longer than you have. Yeah, really really good team on you know the, the drafted by the Saints. Played a lot of games for them, and they were a competitive team that's that's always on national games. So, yeah, I do feel like I've been watching him for a long time. But I, I like the signing. It, it's a good – he's a good player. I was kind of hoping Chicago would take a look at him opposite Eddie Jackson. But uh, the Bengals shell out the money and, and bring him in there. So, really doing, doing some work in the free agency, and I, and I think uh, – in the secondary, rather. And I think a lot of the moves that they made – you can see that they're, they, they are kind of sort of trying to pad out the roster with the assumption that they're going to draft Joe Burrow and they, they want to be able to, to make a few stops here. It, really interesting signing. So DJ Reader is their, their big free agent get. I, obviously, great player, one of the best uh, run stuffers in the league, had some fantastic time with Houston, really, really solid and stout for them against the run last year. But the money it's a lot of money for a run stuffer four-year 53 million dollar contract for dj reader uh, worth the money what do you think i don't i don't mind when you get you know it it's not the sexy pick you know we we always see like the linebackers and the guys that get all the sacks and you get and you get uh the guys who make the 150 tackles they get all the money yeah he's a lot of it starts right there in the middle of the defense and he he caused a lot of disruption for for those texans defenses that were pretty vaulted so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that's not a bad signing it's not bad money for what the top tier defensive tackles are getting he didn't get DeForest Buckner money. He didn't get Eric Armstead money. No, but 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 Reader doesn't. He really doesn't rush the pasture. I mean, he is a run stuff specialist. You know, he's three hundred fifty pounds, and and he really doesn't get. He's only got six and a half career sacks. So, I don't know, man. It, I I get needing to stop the run, and the Bengals certainly needed to do something. So I I don't I don't criticize them for bringing in a player to to help one of their short spots. It's just a lot of money for a guy who doesn't get after the passer. But in Houston, they weren't really asking him to get after the passer either. That's With, true. When you when you have Watt on on one side, you had Clowney for all those years, and and Wiley. So uh, maybe he gets a couple more sacks in Cincinnati. I maybe don't know. yeah, they're just asking him to pick up block, you know, blockers, and we'll see. It just, I just think it looks like a lot of money. But if he well, if he performs well and he can have a career high year in sacks, with which won't take much, then. Yeah. He'll be he'll be worth it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, there there is a premium on on sacks and pressure on the quarterback. So, but but he is he is one of the best run stuff specialist defensive tackles in the league. I think uh, NFL.com had him like their fifteenth ranked uh, overall free agent. And and again, another guy who's really really young. He's only twenty five years old. And every really really great defense that has a winning team. You always see that big guy in the middle, or the two big guy, or two big guys in the middle, that don't necessarily get all the credit. But look at the They're guys. They're doing the like, dirty work. 
right, like a Vince Wolf, Wilfork, you know. Mm-hmm. That yep. guy, his, if you look at his numbers, you know, his numbers were never, you know, blowing you off the page. But the guy performed every week. And then, of course, they uh, lock up one of their own for one more year on a, on a free agent contract. They, uh, AJ Green was an unrestricted free agent. They placed a franchise tag on him. If they're going to draft Joe Burrow, and I have every reason to believe that they are, if they're smart, that they will, they need AJ Green. So I, this this had to be done. And if they couldn't agree on a long term contract, which I don't, I don't think uh, AJ Green really wants to be in Cincinnati anymore. I it, from from everything that I can see, it's he just wants out. But uh, keeping him on the roster for Joe Burrow and letting green be there and let's see what happens year one and maybe green sees oh this guy's really good he's got some talent maybe i do want to stay here i think that was the best thing that they could have done to to keep him what do you what do you say yeah exactly i think it's it's a good deal for both sides aj green has had some injuries he's been nicked up uh the last couple of years this is almost i i hate to say with a guy like aj green it's a prove it deal but if he can stay healthy and have a monster season, he'll have that big – he'll still get paid. He'll, he's, he's getting up there a little bit, Nate, but he'll still get paid next year if he performs. And you're right. Maybe he does build up a, a, a really nice rapport with, with Burrow, and he says, hey, I've been here my whole career. I might as well ride it out with the young guy. And, yeah. uh, he's you know, with, with – Eifert gone, he's definitely going to uh, he's going to need a go-to guy. They've got some speed with Ross. So uh, th- if they get if they do get Burrow, that that offense uh, has a you know a touch of dynamic. I still like Mixon. Um, I think he can he can be that do-it-all guy, like a he almost like a Marshall Falk, you know. He's not going to run for eighteen hundred yards necessarily, but he might get he might get you eleven hundred yards rushing and another seven, eight, nine hundred yards receiving. Yeah, yeah. Nobody questions AJ Green's talent. I mean, he's he just has had a lot of injury troubles, but man, that that guy is absolutely one of the most physically gifted and talented receivers in football. You know, from route running to to hands and you name it, he's he's a fantastic player. So. Smart move by them. So let's take a look at some of the players that the Bengals lost. Uh, a few departures. I, I think the, the the ones that jump off the page at me, a reason for them addressing the uh, secondary position, they lose three corners. Uh, starters, Drake Kirkpatrick and Darquez Denard, they decide to part ways with and, and let test the free agent waters. And uh, B.W. Webb also gone. So, Again, explain some of the moves in the secondary. Not not sure that it's maybe an uh, an upgrade from from some of the players that they had, but ready ready to make some changes there. Tyler Eifert again, another player, super super talented, often injured. They uh, they've had enough enough of his injuries and let him walk in free agency. He ends up signing with the Jaguars. The one position that they the one player that they lost that I think is definitely going to hurt them especially when you're talking about uh, surrounding Joe Burrow with some talent is losing uh, Cordy Glenn tackle 
definitely going to be something they need to address. Definitely. Because especially if you're, if you're bringing in a, a young quarterback, the one thing that, that will derail a young quarterback faster than anything is a bad offensive line and him getting hit way too much. He had a, a clean pocket last year with LSU. David Carr agrees with you. What's that? David Carr David. agrees. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still – he's been practicing social distancing since he uh, retired. Yeah, he sees somebody walking down the aisle in a supermarket and he ducks. Got post-traumatic sack syndrome. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I mean, with a guy like Eifert, again, he's got all the talent in the world, but uh, he had the, that one nasty injury, right? Where he had the, the ankle. The ankle, right? Yeah, the, the broken ankle that was – Looking, it was uh, face on the wrong direction. Yeah, it became a gif. Yeah. So but, yeah, yeah the the secondary as far as like a Kirkpatrick and Denard, um, I think these are guys that, you know, they're just looking for fresh. They're they're almost looking for fresh faces at this point. They're like, we didn't win with you guys, you know, the money we're gonna have to pay you, we can get the same thing out of somebody and not have to pay you as much. Yeah. So uh, the Bengals, I I actually think, you know, their secondary moves may be a wash. But uh, DJ Reader uh, is definitely an upgrade at the defensive tackle position, and they were able to retain AJ Green. So they did they did a few nice things in free agency so far, and I think they're certainly laying the groundwork for drafting Joe Burrow and and starting to put together a team around him. So uh, I think the roster is probably a little bit better now than it was before free agency started. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, I think that the whole thing for Bengals fans right now is they want to just put everybody in bubble wrap and hope, hope that they can get to week one and have, and just to see what this team could be with a healthy, healthy roster. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I definitely think the Bengals got a little bit better. I don't think they're going to be world beaters. They're in a tough division. There's some tough defenses in the North with this. The Steelers have a really good defense. Uh, the Browns have a really good defense. They, you know, Browns didn't get it all to come together uh, last year, but the, the Ravens always have a, you know, a tough defense. Even if they're not a top five defense, they're a tough defense to play all the time. So the Bengals are going to have to have uh, a tough defense and they're going to have to have uh, some firepower on offense and they have to be healthy to do that. But, as far as their moves go, I, I, I like what they did. They kind of shed some – I don't want to call guys dead weight, but they got some fresh faces in there, and I think that's what they need. They do need to keep that offensive line intact. But uh, they'll probably – like you said, they'll, they'll, they're going after a quarterback in, uh, in the draft. So Bengals yeah. going to be a little bit better this year than last year, I think. Yeah, I think they have to. All right, so let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. A ton to talk about with Cleveland. Lots of moves. Lots of lots of really good moves. A lot a lot of things that I like here. So let's start with the biggest free agent signings, in my opinion, the the ones that are going to help their team the most. Bringing in Jack Conklin from the Tennessee Titans, three year, forty two million dollar deal. 
The I Cleveland think Baker Browns Mayfield agrees with you. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns offensive line was absolutely terrible last year. They needed a, a new pair of tackles, and I really like going out and getting Conklin, the best offensive lineman, certainly tackle uh, available in free agency, locking him up that way. If they come across a, a tackle in the draft that they like, they can draft him, and now you've got your pair of tackles for the next couple of years. And if they don't, they don't feel pressured into it because they at least addressed one of the tackle positions. But great, great, great signing there, bringing in Conklin. Definitely. Uh, it's, it, it's always been my opinion. You start with the offensive line, defensive line. Build from the, the inside Browns, out. Browns seem to have done that backwards. They got all of the – the superstars, the, they've the got sexy the names, the skill positions, sure. Right. They've got the running back. They've got two running backs. Uh, they have the quarterback. I, I believe in, in Baker Mayfield. You know, I've always been high on, uh, yeah, on Baker. I think if you protect him and you give him, you give him the ball and, and just kind of let him rip it and let him do his thing, let him get comfortable, you're going to see more of what you saw his rookie year and less of what you saw last year. Last year, he was he was trying to hit the home run on every play because he just, I mean, he'd he'd snap the ball and they were in his face. The 49ers game was, uh, I mean, I loved watching it. That's the only time I was, <laughs> lot, the only of, time I ever rooted against it. Lots of jailbreaks, <laughs> you know. But they were, you know, you almost started to feel bad for the guy. Almost. Almost. Yeah, so good good signing there with Jack Conklin. Uh, another $42 million deal they handed out on that side of the ball. Four-year, $42 million, $23 million guaranteed in the first two years for Austin Hooper, the best free agent tight end available. Comes over from the Atlanta Falcons to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, lots of tight ends on, on the Cleveland Browns roster. It'll be interesting to see what they do with DJ and Joku, but uh, again, another weapon for for Baker Mayfield, and this this passing attack has all the weapons. I, I see a theme here. They're 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 making no excuses. Uh, they're leaving Baker Mayfield no excuses left. They're going to address the offensive line. They're going to address the tight end position, and 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 make sure that they're putting him in the best position to succeed. And if he doesn't, maybe accelerate the process of his evaluation a little bit. Yeah, if if anything, I mean, Austin Hooper had a great season last year, and he's gotten better every year. Uh, they have depth. You know, if they run into almost an injury bug, they've got multiple players. They have two number. They have two legitimate number one receivers. They have yeah. two number. They have two number one tight ends, and Joko's a great player. And they have two number one running backs. You know, Kareem Hunt is is on the roster. They, they just, uh, yep, they place, place a second round tender two on him years, as well. Yeah, second round tender on him. Uh, so exactly. Baker Mayfield, you know, if, as long as they can protect him, he's got no excuses as far as weapons go. They've given him, they've given him more weapons than a lot of guys. They've given him more weapons in the last two years than a lot of guys have gotten in their career. Yeah. You can ask Donovan McNabb about, Mm-hmm. getting weapons and how long it takes to get weapons. Yeah, some some of the depth guys on this Cleveland Browns roster would have, would have been starters on those Eagles teams for sure. So an, here's another layer of protection for for the Browns offense. They, they make a trade with the Broncos and bring in Andy Janovich, one of the best 
fullbacks in the league. He's no Kyle Juszczyk, but he, he's, he's definitely up there. When you talk about the dwindling use of the fullback in this league, he's, he's one of the best. He's uh, one of the top five out of the seven. Yeah, the right. Exactly. <laughs> they don't give up much for him. You know, a future seventh round pick, which is just here, take this guy off our roster. You can have him. So uh, again, another, another weapon for, for that Browns offense. They're, they're really, they're really putting, uh, it's a put up or shut up year, no doubt for, for Baker Mayfield and the Browns offense. Yeah, that's a good move. Uh, the, the Browns should be running the ball. Uh, they should work off the run, play action. It'll be, it'll be good for Baker. It'll be good for everybody. The Browns will control the clock. It'll even give that defense a, a rest. I like the move. Uh, fullback is always the way to go, especially when you have a big bruising back. Pound the ball. Yeah, definitely. It's it's something that's becoming less and less used in the league, but it's absolutely got its purpose and and to take some of the pressure off Baker Mayfield, it's it's a wise move. All right. Uh one one last offensive signing before we move on to the other side of the ball. Baker Mayfield's got a new backup. Case Keenum, arguably the best backup in, in the NFL, or at least one of the best backups. Uh three year, eighteen million dollar deal for Case Keenum? Well, you got a guy who's he's almost like a fringe starter. He's, he's started plenty of games in the NFL, and he's performed pretty well. And I think that's exactly what you want in a backup, is a guy who you know has some talent. He's not going to threaten Baker Mayfield necessarily. So, Put the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's not looking over his shoulder. But, hey, if he does go down in a game and he's out for a couple of weeks, Case Keenum can keep you afloat. Yeah, he can go two and two in a four-week period, especially with all the weapons they're going to have. I like it. Um, The money's not terrible. uh, I think it's good veteran backup quarterback money. Right. You know, it's it's about what you're going to give him. Um, He's kind of – he might be taken into that that Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, you sign him as a backup, you give him a little bit more money than everybody else. And then if he plays, he he plays. Yep. So let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Again, a lot to talk about here and and some pretty decent moves here for, for the Browns. They, they bring in uh, Andrew Billings defensive tackle on one year contract comes over from the Bengals, uh, who we just spoke about. Again, young guy, maybe change of scenery will help him. He's just coming off his rookie deal. Decent uh, one-year contract. Give him a shot there to, to see what he can do. Uh, and then they bring over Adrian Claiborne from the Atlanta Falcons, two-year, $6 million deal as well. Yeah, I, I like both the signs. Um like I said before, Cleveland's got a good defense already, but you you know you're putting in depth. A lot of you know you can have four four good guys on your line, uh, two or three really good linebackers, but if you don't have guys to come in in rotation, these guys are going to burn out, and that's when you're going to see them giving up the big plays in the third and fourth quarter. So I, I like this as as kind of a depth move. 
uh, you know, if you get a little bit more than that out of them, you're winning because you didn't pay him very much. Yeah. And a couple of safety moves as well. They bring in Carl Joseph, who was uh, one of the better safeties available from, from the Oakland Raiders. And also Andrew Sandejo comes over from Minnesota. So a new pair of safeties for the Browns. Carl Joseph got a, yeah, got a one-year deal. Uh, again, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my memory. I, I feel like Carl Joseph's been in the league forever. Guy's only 26 years old. I was going to say. <laughs> 26 years old. Yeah, just coming off his, his rookie deal with the Raiders. So uh, some, some good, uh, as you put it, some, some good depth coming, coming into the Browns' defense. Right. Another athletic guy. Um, young. You're getting him on a one-year deal. You have that, okay, if you can produce and be a little bit better than what you have been or what you were originally expected to be, you'll get paid. So it's a good deal for both parties. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they lose a couple of players in free agency. They, they release Christian Kirksey who we uh, discussed the other day, goes over to the Green Bay Packers. And who do they bring in to replace him? B.J. Goodson, linebacker from the Green Bay Packers on a one-year deal. So definitely a money thing here, I think. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody's going to argue that B.J. Goodson is the, uh, has the talent level of uh, Christian Kirksey. But Goodson's another guy, pretty young, drafted by the Giants a few years ago. He started a lot of games in his career with the exception of 2017 when he had an injury. And uh, he, he comes in to replace Kirksey in, in that uh, linebacking court. And also they lose uh, Joe Schobert to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who leaves on a pretty decent size money deal. Yeah, that, that one's going to hurt uh, losing Schobert. Schobert. <laughs> <laughs> it always hurts to lose Schobert, you know, because Schobert's the best. Yeah. Uh, the The middle – in uh, in that defense was stout. They didn't give up a lot in the run last year. Uh, so the Jags signing him kind of makes me think that it was a bad move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look, Schobert played played really well for Cleveland last year, but you know that's that's really the best. It's a career year for him, and Jacksonville sells out like. I don't know, like $54 million, I think, on a five-year deal for, for Schobert. That's, that's a lot of money. So this is one of those things that Cleveland, I think, looked at and said, yeah, yeah, but you can have them. Well, I, I do. not to get too off topic, but I think the Jags are turning into like the Washington Redskins, how Washington would see something shiny and be like, oh, I got to go grab it. it. It might be. might be. Oh, I got to get him. He's the, he's the best at this position. Let's, let's, let's overpay for him. But right. uh, good, good for Schobert, bad for the Browns. But uh, I think it was a smart, smart decision not not matching or or negotiating, getting into some kind of bidding war for a player that, you know, it may may not be worth you know twelve million a year or eleven million a year that he got. But I mean, I think that the tough loss, one of the tough losses for for the Browns that sticks that stuck out for me was the Demarius Randall. Hmm. You know, that's another starter, but that's on that back end. And, and, you know, I you hate to see 
defenses that were, you know, the Browns defense was really, really good two years ago, and it was good last year, and now you're seeing them lose people. And I don't know if they're retaining enough or replacing it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll go safety in the in the draft and try and get somebody in there. But I know he had a, a couple of injuries last year. But yeah, it's another another case of a of a player swap. So they get Carl Joseph from the Raiders and Demarius Randall signs with the Raiders. So right, it, it, but, it's interesting how those things work out. So a player leaves and jumps up to another team. And, and I think a lot of times the, the, the team looks at that player and says, all right, well, they're obviously not going to re-sign him because they brought on in our guy. So let's, let's make a run at him. Well, yeah, you know, he's available at that yeah, point. Yeah, definitely not going to bring him back. All right. So uh, Cleveland Browns uh, with the moves that they made better roster, worse roster. I definitely think they're a better roster. Uh, with the offensive line signings and Hooper, I think they, they did enough right there. I do like uh, getting Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt, uh, if he doesn't have the legal troubles that he had, this is a guy that, that you're probably looking at would have been getting a big money deal this year. Definitely He's probably, getting, getting probably a huge extension been, from Kansas City right about now. Probably would have been leaving Kansas City because Kansas City doesn't have any money. Right, that's true. So they would have wrote him an IOU. Yeah, <laughs> they'll tell him get it from Pat. You you, you know you, you may be right here. So it, Cleveland got the best tight end available, the best offensive lineman that was available, and possibly the best running back that was available as well. I mean, Kareem Hunt certainly has the talent. He didn't get a ton of carries last year, but he made them count. He was a great receiving threat out of the backfield. He really kind of picked off, picked up where he left off in Cleveland or in uh, Kansas City, rather. So, yeah, there's some some pretty good signings for for Cleveland, and you know it remains to be seen how the the Todd Gurley and, and Devontae Freeman. I think those are two two names that you think of when you talk about the top free agent running backs. But Kareem Hunt may be better than them both. He's certainly healthier than than he's, both of them. He's definitely got less wear on his tires than than the two of them. But the thing is with Kareem Hunt, they don't have to force feed him the ball. He doesn't have to be a huge production guy. He's just got to perform a little bit when they ask him to. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he's he's going to be the backup next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I, I think that he may have a little bit bigger role this year. We'll see. You know, he he was suspended for the first what was it eight games of the season last year. Yes. So so it, it's possible they they work him in a little bit more. He gets a little more familiar with the playbook. But I, I really like what Cleveland did. I definitely think their roster is better. I think uh, this Cleveland team that nobody's really looking at and the pressure isn't on this year. I think they're going to perform a lot better this year than they did last year. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kind of the opposite here. Not a lot to talk about in typical Pittsburgh Steelers fashion. Uh, They didn't really do a lot in free agency. That's not really how they do business. They were wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They signed someone. They did sign someone. Yeah. (laughs) So this is this is unprecedented. Yeah. Well, the la- the last couple of years, the free agency chatter around Pittsburgh has been all the players that they've lost, from you know parting ways with Antonio Brown and and Le'Veon Bell. It, you know, it, they they just don't do a ton. So 
Let, let's look at the moves here. This shouldn't take too long. They franchise tag Bud Dupree, which I think is a fantastic move. You know, he's the the best player on their defense that that was up for a contract, so it makes sense to to apply the tag to him. Uh, Ed rushing is obviously at a premium. He was he was their best pass rusher last year with eleven and a half sacks, career year, still very young and really starting to come into his own. So I think this is huge for them to be able to retain him and uh, try to work out a, a long-term deal because pass rushers are, you know, uh, where, you, where you should spend a lot of your money on defense. Uh, definitely. Uh, Steelers fans, I know a couple of them personally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Steelers fans have been waiting for this season out of Bud Dupree for four years. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's he's been right there and like okay he's starting to look good he's starting to look good and then he disappears uh, for a few games. He, yeah, exactly. He's like in and out of the doghouse, and then last year he explodes. Go figure! It's a year that his contract is up. <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence! But that, hey, that's that's the right time to do it. Good for him, and it's a good deal for both both parties because if he really is uh, a big time player, like he showed last year, he's going to get paid. Mm-hmm. He gets a he gets a great salary this year, and uh, he gets a chance to to prove himself again. And if he's not happy with Pittsburgh, he has a chance to move on. So I think both got both parties uh, ended up doing pretty well on this deal. Uh, I did hear that they were still trying to work out. Yeah, a, I think they're uh, still trying to do a long term deal, which which makes sense because right. now now's the time to do it. This this may be his only shot at a long term deal at at twenty seven. No, he's certainly right. not going to get a long term deal at age thirty. So uh, they 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 should, both sides should should work towards that. Right. So gonna, they, he, I hope he doesn't end up like uh, you know like a James Harrison where he you know he he catches on kind of later in his career and yeah, then it's, never has he, that huge. He's thinking like, wow, I, I you know James Harrison played on the moderate deals and he put up some huge numbers and when it was time to pay him, they're like, Oh, you're 33. Yeah. So they, they, they tagged Bud Dupree, couple, a couple of free agent signings on offense, uh, Eric Ebron two two year, $12 million deal. You know, Ebron was, uh, all the talent in the world size, uh, unbelievable size at the tight end position, six, four, two fifty. And not not what the Lions thought he would be. Then goes to Indianapolis and has a, a career year in 2018. Not so much last year. A little bit of injury came back down to earth. Yeah, I mean, I I guess sure. Why not? They got they got to do something at the tight end position. Uh, they had uh, who they got. Uh, What's the tight end from from the Niners that they Vance have the McDonald? Vance McDonald, Vance McDonald, who I like a lot, um, but you got to do. Pittsburgh always has two or three uh, reliable uh, receiving threats at the tight end position, so he he certainly fits the the mo of what they like to have on offense. It just remains to be seen which which Eric Ebron they get, the one that uh, showed up in Indy for the past couple of years, or the one who can't catch a cold that was in Detroit for the majority of his time there. Which again, I. I- I like the move. I like the move with uh, with Ebron. Uh, Big Ben uses the tight end 
really well. Um, I think he relies on the tight end in a lot of situations, like the third downs, the third and sixes, third and sevens. You see them going to the tight end. You know, some of his best years were, you know, when they had uh, some great tight end play. Definitely. With uh, like Heath Miller. Uh, so I think Eric Ebron giving Ben that, what is he, like 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, Ebron? He's, he's only 6'4". Is he really? Yeah. He looks yeah, a lot bigger. He certainly does, does look bigger out there. Um, but still, he's, he's a big athletic guy, and I think Ben will use him well. It's only going to help, as long as he stays healthy also, it's only going to help out, you know, uh, Juju and I think Deontay uh, Johnson and, and James Washington on the outside. So I like, I like the signing a lot. Um, Vance McDonald's one of those guys. He can get wide open. He can get open, but he he has a problem holding on to the ball, mm-hmm. and he has a problem staying healthy. Yeah, it'll be be a drop and an injury competition between Vance McDonald and Eric Ebron <laughs> this year. So <laughs> they also bring in Derek Watt, uh, brother of their their other Watt, the uh, linebacker. Uh, which one do they have? What's it? TJ Watt? Sorry, brain. TJ. TJ, yeah, brother of TJ Watt. He likes so they, the he likes turkey, right? Yeah. So they bring in Der- Derek Watt uh, on a three year deal. Um, no, another fullback. It's great. You know that shows a little bit what what Pittsburgh's trying to do is uh, they they let their um, Roosevelt Knicks go in free agency and replace him with the younger Derek Watt. Uh, Derek Watt is, uh, you know, he's, he's a tough, hard nose. He's got the, the fullback mentality. He doesn't, isn't going to crave the ball. is isn't going to need the ball a whole bunch of times. Uh, but he can, you can, you know, kind of kick it to him, uh, in the, you know, with some shorter routes and he'll get you that one or two yards if you need it, but I like it. Uh, he can block. He did a pretty good job in, San Diego last year or the last couple of years uh, blocking for those running backs. So yeah, he's, he's blocking's a specialty for sure. He doesn't have, he's got 50 career rushing yards, I think, and, and under 150 career receiving yards. So he's definitely a blocking specialist, you know, and, and not, not unlike what they really use Roosevelt next for. So this is just, this is just a youth movement, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. I, I like the move. Yeah. Good move. And then uh, last but not least on the offensive side of the ball, Steven Wisniewski. I read something somewhere that said every year Steven Wisniewski is the bargain of free agency. So he's, he's certainly not getting any younger. He's 31 years old, uh, but great uh, offensive guard. Lots, lots of experience, brings some leadership to the team. Won a Super Bowl with Kansas City last year. Spent uh, and time Philly a couple of years in ago. Philly a couple of years ago. So yeah, he's he's bringing that that winning culture uh, to with him to Pittsburgh, who has plenty of winning culture of their own. Yeah, I, I like this move. I was a, I don't have the contract numbers in front of me, but I remember seeing it was a really small deal. Um, it's it, it's a one year contract. Uh, I don't have the numbers, but it, it wasn't a lot. Oh, no, sorry, two year contract. Two year. It's a yeah, two year deal. Two year contract. Uh, not a lot of money. Uh, as I recall. So 
you know, just to, well, again, if he went to Pittsburgh, it's probably, yeah, it's probably not, a, not. not a lot of money. Yeah. So just do, doing their thing, staying low key. So not a lot to talk about here um, with Pittsburgh, uh, but oh, let's, let, let's get to the, uh, to the players that, that left Pittsburgh. So uh, Ryan Shazier officially put on the retired list, not like anybody thought he was coming back this year, uh, but that, that is now official. He's, he's on the retired list. Uh, and they lose on a on a side note with Chazier, I thought it was really cool what the Steelers did. The Steelers have paid him yeah. the last few years, knowing that he was not stand up. He wasn't coming back. Stand up move for a stand up guy from a stand up organization. Not not a lot of teams would do that. I don't <laughs> think so. Really, that I, I agree with you. Thanks for bringing that up. That that yeah. that that's an awesome classy move by yeah definitely. By so, you know, of the, of the losses that Pittsburgh had, I really think the one that's going to impact them the most is losing uh, Javon Hargrave to, to the Eagles. Uh, you know, a player that does rust the passer a little bit from, from the inside, had uh, ten and a half sacks the last couple of years for, for the Steelers. So I think that's, that's certainly their, their biggest loss on, on either side of the ball. But not even with just the sack numbers. The guy, he puts pressure yeah. on, on the mm-hmm. offense. He really disrupts yeah, a lot of that, plays that don't hit the box score. Right. That other guys make, he's the guy who initially is getting that push. So yeah, that, that one will definitely hurt up front because the Steelers were, were pretty stout up front last year. And he was, he was one of the main reasons he and, uh, and uh, Cameron and TJ Watt, and Bud Dupree. So I mean, they did it all with their defense last year. I mean, it was a oh, absolutely. Last year was a classic Pittsburgh team. Kind of reminded you of what they were like before Big Ben got there, where they had trouble moving the ball and scoring points. So if they had that defense last year, maybe even two in the in from anywhere between like 2014 to 2017, they're the Super Bowl champion. Yeah, yeah, the defense was played that good last year. So um, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I better or worse. What, what's your opinion? I mean, they they as uh, again as, as per usual, they didn't do a whole lot in free I agency. Think, uh, I think Pittsburgh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. They they did get better just because they upgrade. I think they upgraded at at fullback and tight end. I think that that's a pretty good job. Uh, they picked up warmly to kind of fill out the defensive line. Yeah, in a trade but, with, with division rival Ravens. So that's one of those things that I look at and I go, well, for the, for the Ravens to trade him in division, they must not think he's that impactful. Right. That's yeah. true. But uh, the, the Steelers thing is they, they draft well. They've always drafted they, They've really always well. built through the draft, yeah. And I think that's what they're, they're banking on there. So we're not going to pay the guys big money. We're going to draft well, and if they want too much money in five years, we're going to get rid of them, and we're going to draft again. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the Steelers are better. I don't think they're worse. I think they've done what they always uh, have done and, and, and tread water. You know, they, they lose Vanette and replace him with Ebron. Uh, they lose Ramon Foster and replace him with uh, Wisniewski. I mean, they, they just kind of uh, – and then uh, Roosevelt Knicks replaced with with uh Derek Watt. So I don't think they've gotten worse for sure, but I I, I think they're and, they're I and I I know a few Steelers fans that will say they got better just because Artie Burns is on the Bears now. 
<laughs> Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, the the uh, the the last team in in, in the AFC North. The all right, so the Ravens, the Ravens' biggest acquisition came via a trade with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Calais Campbell. You know, great, great player. Got that. You know, we've said this a bunch of times. Can't teach size. The guy's gigantic. What is he? Is he six nine, six seven? He's like he's like six eight. It's like three hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah, moves like a cat. Yep. Uh, so really good, really good move for Baltimore to bring. And he has in. probably the scariest voice in the NFL. Oh, <laughs> most definitely. Yeah, six eight, six eight, three hundred pounds. Uh, you know, six and a half sacks with Jacksonville last year. Uh, this is a fantastic move. Uh, and to be able to get him in a trade, it's just, it, it, it's a win-win. It is. His his numbers weren't as eye-popping as they were the first two years in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I think he had like 14 and a half sacks and 11 and a half sacks or something like that. Uh, yeah, he's got but- thir- 31 and a half since 2017. But you put that guy, I think, on that Baltimore defense with some with with some other big bodies and some guys that can get after them. He's not going to be passer. the guy, right? And he's not. He's you know he may he may be one of those that guys forgot about just because of one year. And you get on that that Ravens defense and you're worrying about this guy and that guy. And next thing you know, it's halfway through the season and the guy's got 10, 11 sacks. Uh, so I thought it was a really good deal. Um, and they didn't pay, you know, they, they've probably gotten off the cheapest out of anybody who's had them between the Cardinals and the, and the Jaguars mm-hmm. with the two-year $27 million. Yeah, and I think it's a smart move going for a two-year deal because, you know, he's been, he's been around for 12 years. Yeah, he's, he's been, been around for 12 years, so he's, <laughs> you don't know when that production is going to drop off. And, you know, at that size, when, when did the knees start giving out or, you know, some of the other uh, – joints that start to wear when when you're that size not that you would know anything about that yeah but uh yeah it's uh it's it's that's a great not the deal chair. that's not the chair creaking yeah that, that's <laughs> your ankle <laughs> um but and they don't give up much for him a fifth round pick which you know for a player of this caliber that's accomplished as much as he has in his career and is still a force on the football field like he is brings all that leadership to an already loaded Baltimore Ravens defense that lost a ton of players last year and had a ton of guys step up and just continue to to play that classic Baltimore Raven defense to add him to that is just it's fantastic. Yeah, good move. Good move. I hate to say it about Baltimore, but yeah. good move. So another another one that I really like uh, under under the radar, uh, they bring in uh, Derek Wolf from the Broncos, who's coming off of a, an injury last year. One-year deal, $3 million. It's fully guaranteed, and he's got some incentives that can double that contract. This is a fantastic contract for them. Derek Wolf was having a career year last year before he got injured. Plays in the first 12, year, uh, 12 games of the year. He's got seven sacks. Really was, was playing lights out, and then he gets hurt. And it, the fact that he – they got him for as little money as they did is was, was crazy to me that nobody else was willing to, to throw a little more at him, but um, you know, who knows, maybe he took a little less to come to a defense where like Campbell, he's not going to be the guy and he's going to have a lot of support. 
Yeah, I agree. He was a he was a big part of that those Denver defenses that were really really yep. good. Like, yeah, like the Super Bowl dominating. Yeah. yeah, you know that Super Bowl defense. Yeah, but as they, good as he was back then, you know, career year last year. Right. It's it's too bad that that he wasn't going into free agency that year. But I think he got he already got paid. He was he was still on his rookie. That, right? yeah, yeah, he was still on his rookie contract at that point in the Super Bowl. Right. Years, but yeah, no, as I, this is a really good signing. Yeah, yeah, definitely an under the radar guy, uh, three million, and and you hope you have to pay him that extra three million to get him the six million. He's got three million in incentives. Yeah, yeah. So, so you want that? Sure. You're hoping that you pay him six million this year. Definitely. Uh, and then uh, a couple other moves on on the defensive side of the ball. They franchise tag uh, Matt, Matthew Judon, who was, you know, fantastic for Baltimore. Really, he's he's been great every year since his rookie year. But last year was was really became the leader of that defense, I think, and uh, you know helped them to uh, to achieve what they did and you know go go as far as they did. He had nine and a half sacks last year. He started all sixteen games for the first time in his career. Uh, I st- definitely still working on a long-term deal there from, from what I read, he's only 27. So this, uh, I expect him to eventually they'll, they'll lock that up, but good, good move to, to retain him. Yeah. He's a good player. He's been consistent. Yeah. Uh, eight sacks, seven sacks, then nine and a half sacks last year. You get to the quarterback. You can't, you can't find that everywhere. So when you have an edge guy that gets to the quarterback, you know, can play the run. You gotta, you gotta get something worked out with him down the road. But at least they got the, uh, at least they got him for, uh, for at least this year. Yeah, I think they'll the be able on. to work something out. Yeah. So a couple other resignings. Uh, Jimmy Smith, the long time vet in Baltimore. He's a guy that I feel like has been around forever and has. He been has around been around. Forever. Forever. He has, he has, has been, been around forever. forever. Yep. So they uh, they signed him to a one year six million dollar deal. Um, two two key pieces for for that defense that that are back in place. So good move there. And uh, on the offensive side of the ball, didn't didn't add a ton. Uh, they they add uh, Matt Skura, uh, their center. Uh, they actually just pra- placed the original round tender on him to to retain him. So right. he's you know, the, good he's, to have he's, continuity uh, on that. Matt Burke's line. replacement. I think, yeah. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there's that a uh, few losses from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they trade Hayden Hurst to the Falcons. The one that's going to hurt them or the two that are going to hurt them the most. So, so I'll go. Number one is uh, certainly the retirement of Marshall Yonda one of the best uh, offensive guards in football, perennial pro bowler. And, uh, you know, certainly a big reason why that offensive line was, was able to block for Lamar Jackson last year. And it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. I can't imagine to, to, to hold your block when the quarterback's changing direction as much as he is behind <laughs> the line of scrimmage and then breaking off. So that's definitely going to hurt him easily. Their, their biggest loss of the season. And then uh, the, the loss of Michael Pierce to the, to the Minnesota Vikings uh, was, was a big one, but uh, I, I think the, the signings they made on the defensive line should make up for the Pierce loss. I uh, definitely agree. They did lose Pierce, but I think with, with uh, getting Wolf, that's going to cancel it out. Hayden Hurst, uh, I'm not 
as worried about them losing Hurst. They have the depth at tight end for sure. They so have they, the they can afford yeah. that. The, with, with Mark Andrews, I think Falcons. he's the better player. Um, Hayden Hurst was, wasn't going to get on the field because uh, I think Andrews and Hurst are about the same age. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of them kind of had to go. And they had the luxury of having two tight ends last year. Um, I don't think he's a, a horrible player. I don't know if he's even as – but I, I still don't know if Atlanta got Hooper's replacement out of, out of Hurst. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if he steps yeah. up. And now that he's the guy, we talked about that the other day, he, he, he was supposedly complaining that he didn't get the ball enough. He wasn't uh, enough of – didn't have enough role in the offense – so he's certainly going to get that opportunity now in a, in a tight end friendly offense like the Falcons run. Definitely. So uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, I think their roster improved. I mean, the trade with Calais Campbell is is a slam dunk, uh, and I like the addition of Derek Wolf uh, to to that already stout defense. Uh, I'm going to say the the Ravens are are have a better roster now than they did going into free agency. I like I like a lot of things that the the Ravens did. I think they have a couple of things they need to address in the secondary. Uh, this year, they they did lose uh, Jefferson. Uh, I mean, Brandon Carr was a little bit older. They still yeah. have. Uh, oh yeah, both goodness. Brandon Carr and and Tony Jefferson. They decide not to bring back. Neither one of them has has signed with anybody yet. So. Uh, it, uh, not out of the realm of possibilities that they end up coming back on, on some kind of minimum contract. Right. Right. So I don't know if they're looking in the draft or if they're looking to bring back some guys, lots of good but, safeties in this draft for sure. Right. So I think if they address that, they'll, they'll be definite, but even, even still, I think that they're, uh, they're going to be, uh, a really tough out next year. Um, in the AFC North. So very, yeah, very excited to see what, what happens to Lamar Jackson year two of being a full-time starter. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, after seeing what a couple of teams did to him, I'm wondering if, if we're going to see some of that copycat. And I actually heard a, a something that, uh, that was interesting, a little debate. Uh, I think David Carr said, well, no one's going to, you know, you know, everyone, got tape on him this year but nobody's getting in the film room and on the field right now to kind of work out the kinks to stop him and uh then there was a rebuttal it said hey it's it's worse that they they can't get out on the field and put in some new wrinkles for him because people have or they already have that tape. Yeah, and that's coaches true. Coaches can coach it up in a week. So, definitely. It will be very interesting to see uh, Lamar Jackson if teams can kind of make him throw on those third and longs. So, let's move on to the AFC South. Uh, I so I so want to start with the Houston Texans, but let's keep <laughs> let's keep going in alphabetical. Look, we can I got the Texans. Oh, it is the Houston right Texans. Here. It is. Let's we can go. Let's start with the Texans. Let's start with the Houston Texans. So, yeah, we talked about this a little bit when we covered Arizona the other day. Uh, Bill Bill O'Brien uh, continues to trade away and treat their best players uh, like assets. For draft picks, in the hopes that he can uh, 
draft somebody half as good as them. Uh, in the case of DeAndre Hopkins, they ship DeAndre Hopkins off to uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, for David Johnson. I still can't. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> For for Dave David Johnson, uh, and a uh, second round pick and a fourth rounder, uh, in exchange for DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick, uh, it, you know, you take a team that was stepped forward last year. They have their quarterback for for the foreseeable future. You made all those moves to shore up the defensive line or the, sorry the offensive line you bring in Laramie Tunsil from from the Dolphins and give up two first round picks for him and you make all these moves to kind of put yourself in win now mode and mortgage the future a little bit and then you take one of those integral pieces for win now mode and and you get rid of them yeah I mean without even getting into all the players right now just kind of with DeAndre Hopkins this is a team. You want to know how good they were? They had the how they good had were the they? Super Bowl champions beat. Yeah, blown out. They were, 20, they were they were on the verge of blowing them out. And I, I'm not one of those guys that likes the kind of Monday morning quarterback, but they had their foot right over the the Chiefs' neck. Fourth and one, you're up twenty-one nothing. I would not have kicked that field goal. I would have gone for. I feel like you 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 put a touchdown on the board there. It's twenty eight nothing, and it's a totally different game than twenty four nothing. But saying that to say this, I, no one knows what Bill O'Brien's doing except for Bill O'Brien. They made a they've made a couple of moves. I know. Are you they, saying they just, Bill O'Brien knows what he's doing? <laughs> I know. I'm saying that I don't know what he's doing. He may not either. But uh, I think he has an idea somewhere he's trying to get. I don't know what's going on with the route that he's taken. Uh, I think he's like trying to drive to Hawaii right now. You just you analyze the moves that he's done over the past twelve months, and then the the epitome of of collapse, as you mentioned, what the, what happened against Kansas City, and can he coach? Can he be a GM? Why does he still have a job? I really don't understand. Who does he have naked pictures of? <laughs> uh, they, I mean, they, they, hey, they did just get Brandon Cooks. So. Yeah, they all that. Not all of the moves are terrible. I mean, you could throw throw darts on the wall and eventually get a few things right. And and making a few good moves doesn't negate the bad ones. Uh, somebody once told me you, you can walk into a bank 50 times and not rob it. If you rob it on the 51st time, you don't get any credit for not robbing it the first 50 times. <laughs> you still screwed up and robbed the bank. Um, it, he, it, in, in this case, he's the bank that's getting robbed. Uh, and sometimes he's, he's just depositing a check, but it's at least. <sighs> yeah. Well, I think he's depositing a couple of rubber checks. I mean, honestly, the, uh, Kaimi Fairbear. Yeah, I, I don't know how this guy is still kicking. He missed five extra points last year. Mm-hmm. His <laughs> kicking percentage isn't horrible, but he missed some bad kicks. And there's like you can go get an you can go get a and, kicker, and they're paying him missed. like a middle linebacker. 
Right. You can go. You can go get a kicker that can miss five extra points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can I, find that. I, you I can know. find that. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's hard to kick in Chicago. <laughs> Moving on. It's football. The footballs are frozen. Yeah. So obviously that's that's the big uh, the big acquisition for them is David Johnson. Um, I mean this is how this is how bad Bill O'Brien's get, got it messed up. He's messed up our whole format on how we we go. We usually go through this stuff because you got to jump got, right. You got to jump right to the loss. It's you take that DeAndre Hopkins move out of it, and we're going to give the Houston uh, Texans a pretty good grade because they've done some nice things. But it just doesn't over. Uh, they don't overshadow this. So yeah. So let's let's move on from the Hopkins trade because it's terrible. We all know it's terrible. It's going to bring down their entire uh, off season. Uh, but they they did a few nice things. So uh, I, I like the Bradley Roby signing. I think they massively overpaid him. Uh, Three-year, $36 million uh, contract to, to keep him uh, in Houston. Uh, I think it's good that they retained him. I think, you know, they, they overpaid him. So uh, I like – I think I like- that was one of those situations where they can pay him a little bit more than he might – you know, he may deserve, or yeah, because they can they can pay a lot more to get yeah. So they know the production they can get out of Roby, right there. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll give him an okay on that one. I don't mind. I don't mind that one. Yeah, and then and then, uh, you know, the the other two big signings that jump out at me. Uh, Randall Cobb and uh, the trade for Brandon Cook. So the trade for Brandon Cooks, I like. You know, they get him for a second rounder. Not horrible. I mean, second round's a, a little high, but as long as Cooks can stay on the field and he's healthy, he doesn't have any more concussion issues. He's he's a great deep threat, and uh, Deshaun Watson can certainly throw the deep ball. Uh, last year was uh, the first year since his rookie year that Brandon Cooks wasn't over a thousand yards receiving. And uh, I, I think it's a good fit for them and, and really, you know, r- fills out the wide receiver depth chart a little bit. Certainly not replacing the type of wide receiver that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is, but I like the signing. Um, y- you look at their, their, their wide receiver core and you think maybe they have a few too many carbon co- copies. You got Brandon Cooks, you got uh, Will Fuller, and um, what's the other? Deep, uh, Wolf, uh, no, uh, help me out here from, from the, uh, they got I'm, from Miami. Uh, Stills. Yes. Sorry. Kenny Stills. So they got a lot of kind of the same, you know, varying degrees of ability, but a lot of the same kind of player that, that, that deep threat. So I'm not yeah, you got that, sure what they're got trying that, to do. With. That small, super fast guy. Yeah. That, the five the ten deep threat. Right, you're getting, you know, I feel like it's like three different routes that they're running with those guys. And a lot of those, and, and a lot of that stuff that you saw from, but I think that the problem, Fuller had, he had what, the hamstring? Yeah, he's, he's had a lot of injuries, yeah. He's had a lot of the, the hamstring and, and stuff like that. Uh, and I know Kenny Stills had a couple of couple of big drops last yeah, year. Yeah, and, and there's a rumor that, that uh, they're going to uh, move on from Stills and, and cut him, which again, yeah. just shows bad bad signing by bill o'brien and cobb i i 
I thought Cobb had a really good year. He did have year. he did have a good year. We talked about that when we covered Dallas. You know, over 800 yards receiving, which um, you know it was was a really good year for him. But again, I think they overpaid him. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to agree on that one. I, 18 I million think, fully guaranteed for a three year, 27 million deal, a million dollar deal is a lot for Cobb. Right, right. I remember a couple of years ago when when Crabtree couldn't get 10 million. Mm-hmm. People, you know, <laughs> they, they were balking at giving Crabtree 10 million, and yeah. uh, I I think Cobb, I think he played well last year and made some nice plays, but it's almost like all of the the Cowboys passing and receiving stats last year should have like an asterisk next to them. Yeah. Like, hey, without looking, how old is Randall Cobb? Uh, I'm going to say 32. So along the lines of, I feel like he's been in the league forever. He's only 29. Is he 29? He's only but how 29. old is he? 29. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, but, that's what I thought he was, but I said, Maybe he's old. Maybe he actually is older this time. 10th <laughs> season going on his 10th season at age 29. He turns, he turns, uh, and, and I know when his birthday is, uh, because it's the same day as mine. He, he turns 30 on August 22nd. So he'll be 30 for the start of the season. Um, it, assuming the season starts sometime. That's a good in, plug for your September. birthday. So it's anybody a, yeah. who listens to this has to send you a car. Should we give your address also? No. Well, it's, I think it's only our families that are listening, so I think we're. I think we might as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's amazing. I feel like Cobb is certainly old, and and he's you know he's had his fair share of injuries and he's taken a beating as as a tiny slot receiver. But yeah, he's he's five ten. Brandon Cooks is five ten, and, and I don't have Kenny Stills in front of me, but I think he's. I don't he even know if he's five ten. He, he can't. He might be five nine. So their their wide receiving court definitely. Missing some size, no doubt about that. So, uh, let's see. Any anything else to talk? I mean, there's a lot of moves well, here. They they've done a ton of stuff. Um, uh, I like the Timmy Jernigan signing. Um, you know, one year, three three point seven five million dollar deals. Good good player. Good defensive tackle. Yeah, they 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 put in some pieces. Um, you know, they they had to do something in the middle with losing readers. Um, the Vernon Hargraves. I mean, even the, 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 the David Johnson signing with David Johnson, if he has a year like he had a couple of years ago, Bill O'Brien will look like a genius. I, I don't, I don't know that it would go that far. It, but it, won't, it won't look as bad. <laughs> If if Cooks if Cooks has is healthy, Watson will get him the ball. Well, I'll tell you, I was listening to uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, and they were analyzing the Houston offseason. And the one thing that they pointed out is that they've got a lot of really versatile players. You know, players that can you could put Randall Cobb in the backfield. You could put you know run reverses and put Brandon Cobb in the backfield. Um, sorry, Brandon, uh, Rand, Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks in the backfield. You've got David Johnson, who's a great receiving threat. Um, they, they've got some pretty versatile players. And, of course, Duke Johnson, too, who is, who is a great, great uh, receiving back. So, you know, they have some versatile players that you could maybe put out there and not know 
by formation by the personnel that's on the field exactly what it is that they're trying to do. I, I just I don't think they have enough. I don't I don't think they have enough um, versatility in 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 size. You know, when you, when you get in the uh, in the red zone, who who's getting that uh, that jump ball? I agree. I agree with you, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I've always said is he's he he kind of reminds me of like a Chris Carter. Chris Carter. We he's got those hands, man. He's got the best. He's hands got the, in the great hands. Football. He doesn't ever seem to get wide open. Nope. You know, he doesn't ever seem to get a whole bunch of separation. But if you throw it near him, he's going to catch. He's going to come down with it. So. I think that's where they're going to lose. He's, you know, he's like that safety valve. He's a tight end and a wide receiver all like wrapped up in the one. He's not going to necessarily beat you downfield a whole bunch of times. But, uh, but I think that's where they lose. They don't have that possession. Yeah. All right. So uh, formality, uh, Houston Texans better or worse? Uh, or um, worse? I, I do not think, I do not think they are better. I don't know if they're worse yet because they have, they have guys who have performed really well that just ne- didn't necessarily have huge years last year. If David Johnson's healthy and can get back to the form he had in a couple of years, and I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying if he did, this is a, a pretty dynamic offense. If you've yeah. got Cooks, Watson, and Johnson all back there, because, yep, you know, they lost Hyde and Miller. You know, those are two guys. Hyde finally had the 1,000-yard season. Yeah, Hyde was very productive for them last year. So one, one decent move Bill O'Brien made. Uh, I mean, look, in theory, trading away uh, your best player for pieces is not a bad idea, but his return that he got back was just not enough. Even if David Johnson is better than he was, I mean, he has to be better than he was last year, you you can't trade a top five wide receiver for a top five running back. So people I, thought the Cowboys were crazy when they traded Herschel Walker. Yeah, but they got a haul for they got a lot for him. <laughs> is is an understatement for sure. <laughs> so all right, so let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts were rocked in the offseason last year when uh, their franchise quarterback for the next ten years decided to hang it up. They they ran with. Jacoby Brissett last year, who played okay. Uh, I don't. I don't think he played quite as well as they thought he was going to. Um, they didn't really have much of a choice, so I, I agreed with the move of just kind of running with him. Um, they decide to take a uh, one-year stab and try to catch lightning in a bottle, and they bring in uh, Philip Rivers uh, for a one-year contract from the Los Angeles. <laughs> Chargers. I have to take a breath before I say that because just want to say San Diego. Um, the the Colts have a really good young roster and have some depth. Um, and adding a veteran quarterback isn't a bad move. Uh, no, definitely not. Uh, Brissett definitely played well, but he wasn't that guy that was going to win you games with his arm. Yeah, they didn't he was going to be a but... guy that didn't lose you games, but he wasn't winning you games. Mm-mm. So Philip Rivers is there. You take a shot in the dark with the one-year deal. Big, big and one-year deal too. I mean, it's, it's not a big one. It's not. This isn't one of those. You know, hey, here's ten million and a whole bunch of incentives. One year, twenty-five million, 
fully guaranteed contract. As a, as he's a gotta, lot, he's got to feed those kids, man. Yeah, and it's a, it's like a two million per kid is all. I think he just he just broke Sean Kemp's record, right? <laughs> but Sean Kemp still has the most baby moms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they bring in Rivers. Uh, he, I don't know. At times, he looked done in in Los Angeles last year. I I, I do feel for. I don't know if I feel for Philip Rivers, but I, I they had so I've never seen a team lose so many games in such crazy fashion in the fourth quarter as the Chargers have over the past two three years. It, it's insane, and he he had them in. Uh, I, I'm sure they got blown out here and there, but I feel like they were in every single game, um, in it enough to blow it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I think Rivers still has some something left in the tank. I don't think he's done. Um, he's got something in, he's got something in Indianapolis. He didn't have in San Diego for the past or San Diego or Los Angeles for the past five years. He's got a really good offensive line. Really good. Best. One of the best offensive linemen in football, if not the best. So uh, that, I mean, that's, that's true. But I think, I think one of the problems in, I'm just going to say with the chargers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, one yeah, of the problems with the, with the chargers was, I think it just he, – he, the last couple of years, he had given that pushback on going to L.A. He, 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 you always heard about him not being happy with mm-hmm. the Chargers going to L.A. and going to L.A. So, I think if his – I think if he had been in this situation before they even went to L.A., I don't think he would have signed with San Diego. I think you're right. So, uh, I think he goes to Indianapolis and he has kind of a bounce back year. I think um, the Colts, whose defense really held some teams down last year. They, I think they, they held Kansas City to like 13 points or something like great, that last great year. Great young linebacking core they have there. Yeah. Really, really good so defense. If, if they find a way to, to put up some points next year, they're that – and put up points and Phillip Rivers not throw 25 interceptions. Bajillion picks, yeah. Yeah. Or just not throw three interceptions in the fourth quarter. (laughs) But they re-signed Anthony Costanzo to a two-year $33 million contract uh, on that aforementioned offensive line, one of the best tackles in football. Uh, And they re-signed LaRaven Clark as well on the offensive line. So, uh, you know, that wraps up uh, all their big moves for offense. Uh, now, on defense, I mean, they made a great uh, trade with uh, San Francisco. They get an all-pro all D-tackle, DeForest Buckner from the 49ers. Who's I'll let that? You, let you weigh in on that one. Uh, <laughs> this one, when I heard this one, it, uh, even though it came right after the, the Eric Armstead Deal. I was holding out hope that uh, that the 49ers would bring Buckner back. Buckner, even though he didn't he didn't have he didn't lead the team in sacks or anything, he was I think their best defensive lineman last year, or the last several years. The 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 attention that he brings and still can get to the quarterback and pressure the quarterback. And as well as he plays in the run, but he's a really big guy and he moves super well. 
laterally. Yeah. Like he like, gets like up and down the line for his size. Absolutely. Right. I, and it's amazing how many times I've seen him make a tackle downfield. Really long arms too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go figure long arms on a six foot eight. Yeah. Guy. Six, seven guy. <laughs> go, go figure. Six, eight in cleats. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Big, big move, bold move, um, trading away, you know, first, first round draft pick in this year's draft. Uh, if, to, to get if, him and, and, and really address a, a spot on, on their defense that the, the one area where they didn't have the standout player last year. Right. You have, you have a guy now who can get you anywhere between 10 and 15 sacks. Um, you're paying him like that, though. You're paying him $21 million a season. Um, yeah, big money. The, the Colts kind of have to – the defense has to perform. He has to perform next year. But if you're talking about giving up a 13th pick for a guy who's in his, going into his fifth year, um, I think that's a good move because you can draft the 13th pick 20 years in a row and not get a player as good as the Forrest Buckner. So right. I agree. Uh, definitely, definitely when you want to spend on a D tackle is once they've already proven that they can do it and they're still very young. Right. And, and really, does that opportunity present itself? Exactly. So, um, good move for Indianapolis. I hate to see him go. Uh, just glad I didn't buy that jersey. <laughs> Again, from China. From China. <laughs> All right, and one one last uh, signing on defense. They bring in Xavier Rhodes, who you know for who some has reason, been around forever. <laughs> for has been around for for some reason. A few years ago, people thought he was in the conversation for one of the best corners in football. Certainly uh, played pretty well a few years ago. I don't know that I would go so far as to say he was one of the best corners in football, but they get him. I'll on tell a you really, what, they get him a bargain deal, man. One year, three million. Yeah. Can't, yeah, can't. A, a couple of years ago, they played a game against the Giants, and he was he was really getting into uh, Odell, and he was kind of shutting Odell down. Sixteen, I think. Was that twenty sixteen? I think. Let's see if I can find it. Do do do. What am I looking at here? But yeah, no, he he definitely um he 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 definitely was not uh not the shutdown corner quote unquote that he was a few years ago. But I mean for for the money, yeah, it was uh week four, twenty sixteen, I think. He had uh an, an interception and uh yep, they won. 2410. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember exactly what yeah. you're talking about. It was about. like a Monday night game. Uh, maybe. I have to check the calendar. But I, 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 check I, the calendar. Yeah, check the calendar. <laughs> but I remember exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and it was. It was 2016 week four. But, yeah, it's. I mean, look, for, for the money, you, you, you bring him in. Uh, you're essentially replacing Pierre Desir, who leaves – uh, in free agency. So I, I think that's an upgrade, I guess. Um, certainly more potential. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to be more physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that definitely think the Colts got better. It's not really a question in my mind. Uh, similar to the quarterback situation that we discussed with Chicago, you bring in Phillip Rivers. If for some, I mean, they're obviously at that kind of money, they're bringing him in to be the, the starter, but if for some reason the lights go on for Jacoby Brissett and he beats him out and becomes a starter, you've got Philip Rivers as your backup quarterback. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the quarterback room is improved. Uh, they bring in uh, uh, an all-world defensive tackle. 
shore up their offensive line. I, great great offseason by the Colts. They didn't do a ton, but what they did counts. Yeah, definitely. Getting Rivers uh, was the big deal. Getting Buckner, um, that right there made them a better team. Uh, if they had, if they had Rivers and Buckner last year, this Colts team is a it w- would have been a, a big time threat in, in to deal the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so I'm definitely going to give them uh, the uh, that a boy. Uh, the, yeah. Good. Good job, Ursay. Go, <laughs> go, go do a shot. All right. Uh, let's move on to Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Hmm. So we talked about this uh, off air the other day where we're like, are they tanking? Are they not tanking? What are they doing? <laughs> because they, 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 darts they at a ball. yeah, they trade, uh, they trade Nick Foles to the bears. They commit, I guess, if, if there is such a thing, uh, short, short term commitment to Garner Minshew. Uh, as their starting quarterback, who who played okay at, at times last year, I think um, he did. He did all that he could. Um, he, you know, he he came out of the gates hot. Nobody had ever heard of the guy, um, and he played pretty well. So I think that that caught everybody by surprise. Um, they get a fourth round pick in exchange for him, which is not bad, I guess. I mean, it's it's funny that you go from you know committing eighty something million dollars to to this guy is your quarterback. And then 12 months later, are like, yeah, we'll take a fourth round pick for a guy that we thought was worth $80 million. So, um, you know, that's, that's a, a big move on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and then, you know, they go and do something that just has me scratching my head. Uh, we referenced earlier when we spoke about the Cleveland Browns, Joe Schobert, who had a really good year, as a linebacker for, for the Browns last year, they bring him in on a five-year, $53 million deal. So I don't hate the player. I don't even really hate the contract, although I think it's a, a bit much, but it's, it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you tanking? Or are you not tanking? Are you, are you trying it's, to stay competitive? I mean, I, I don't it's know. It's like they're, they're trying to be eight and eight. Yeah, it's, it certainly looks that way. Um. So, so yeah, so those, those are two of their biggest moves. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, the talented pass rusher, they placed a franchise tag on. Um, I don't, I, they're not, they're not going to resign Ngakwe. I don't think he doesn't want to be there. Uh, I think that they've just tagged him with uh, trying to, trying to trade him. Um, I don't, I don't know. And that, that, that one's kind of up in the air. I, he's been very vocal about not wanting to be there. I don't even think they're having discussions right now about an extension. I, I think Jacksonville publicly has said that that's what they want, but I believe they just tag him so they could hold on to him and, and hopefully try to move him with, of course, uh, an extension wherever it goes in, in the, uh, in the deal. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think you're right about that when they're, they're trying to figure out a way to get out of that and, and get some, some type of, uh, they're trying to get something in return that they're, they're putting it out there that they want him. They want him. He's going to be here just so you're going to give up a little bit more, but I think it's going to end up being uh, a sign and trade if, you know, before anything happens. And this is something that may have happened already. If it wasn't for this, uh, all the things that are going on in the world right now. 
it's it's definitely possible. Yeah. I was just talking with the mute on. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's it, it's possible. Um, and my my battery is about to die. <laughs> All right, well, we only got two more teams to go. To. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, so those are some of the moves out of Jacksonville. Oh, this one, this one's kind of funny. I mean, Tyler Eifert, it, it, tons of tons of injuries. We we talked about his uh, ankle breaking gift, but a two year, fifteen point five million dollar deal just seems like a lot for for a tight end who's you know always <laughs> always injured. Um, right. If if Eifert comes out and you know he's that guy that was catching touchdowns every other quarter um, and you have him for two year, 15 and a half million. It's great. But if you get the guy who's, even if he plays, he's a shell of himself, you overpaid. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was healthy uh, last year, relatively healthy. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't, he didn't do that much of 436 yards receiving, but I don't know. Can't man. really I mean, blame him for what he was working with. Yeah. Look at these game logs. So, fifth, uh, games played starting with his rookie year 15, 1, 13, 8, 2, 4, 16. Uh, and he's only been above 500 yards receiving once in his career. So, he's he's talented. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't this contract doesn't make any sense to me. No, no. You probably could get, uh, someone his you know at his talent level uh in the draft yeah but. yeah there's a lot of tight ends in this draft yeah so you get somebody on a rookie deal in the draft yeah. or, or you know pay tyler effort so of course the jacksonville's jaguars chose to pay tyler effort so and then of course we we uh we're just talking about the the trade of Calais campbell they ship him off that that's a big loss easily so you know they've lost uh two of their big free agent acquisitions over the past couple of years in, uh, in Nick Foles and Clayus Campbell. Um, and then they also trade uh, AJ boy. Isn't it amazing how, how this, this defense a couple of years ago looked like it was going to be, it was so good that it took Blake Bortles to the AFC championship. Right. Game. And it, and it was young. Uh-huh. And it was, it was a young, they had, AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey, and then you've got Fowler. They were so Campbell. bad for so long, and they had so many first round draft picks that they hit on. They did a pretty good job drafting. Yeah. They didn't really miss a lot, and they really invested on the defensive side of the ball. And it was just there was just too much talent to fail for just a brief window. But like we said when we talked about Chicago, it's really hard to sustain a roster that can overcome bad quarterback play and that's what got to Jacksonville right. and at time it's you know you, you can keep treading water and and end up eight and eight every single year or you can just break it down and just start trading away and and, and try to rebuild through the draft again so yeah they they lost some I mean you look at what they lost this year they lost Foles Campbell Marcel Darius uh, who stole free agent uh and and AJ Boye some really really good players so Jacksonville yeah, they- I do not think is better. No, I, I definitely think Jacksonville um, is is going to be a little bit worse, um, just because of you know losing pretty much losing Campbell and uh, Boye. That really hurt. I think that that takes away not only some 
some great play on the field, but some leadership. So um, Jacksonville well, last year they lose their over there. Yeah, they lose their last their best defensive player last year, and then this year they they lose maybe their second best or currently their best, and then their next best in, in Campbell and Boye. Yeah, and and the thing is the the South is is a winnable division. It's a lot of even teams. There's a lot of parity, yeah. Yeah, but they're 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 good teams, but there's no powerhouse. Right. Right. So so to kind of lose some things that that can maybe get you the division is tough. So no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Jags did not uh did not do a great job in free agency. Yeah. Last team in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. So Tennessee decides to move away from Marcus Mariota. They part ways with him. He leaves for the Oakland Raiders, uh, becoming the – I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he's now the highest paid backup in the league. Uh, Certainly good money they gave to him. And Tennessee breaks the bank for Ryan Tannehill. Um, Tannehill had a really good year last year. He did – Everything that they asked him to, no more, no less. Uh, took them to the playoffs. Uh, but it's, this is a lot of money for a guy that he's had his ups and downs. I mean, he's had he's had a few good years for sure. But even you look what he what he did last year. He only throws for twenty seven hundred yards. Um, he took care of the football. I think that's the big thing. Um, and he did make the downfield throws when they were there, which is something that Mariota couldn't do. He takes over after, uh, uh, and I think in the middle of game four, it was, uh, and never looked back and, and Tennessee, um, goes on and, and, and plays really well and makes, makes the playoff. So they decide to, to resign him, but big, big contract for, for, four year, 118 million, 62 million fully guaranteed. A lot, a lot of money especially when there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill, I thought he, he was good with Miami before the injury. You know, I thought he had done a, a really good job in Miami. And I thought he was good kind of, before Gase got there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no comment, right? <laughs> um, I think everybody forgot about him after that injury, you know. And kind of rode him off, and he goes to Tennessee, and he he was just kind of waiting for them to to. I think Mariota had a had a uh, short leash last year, very, because they knew yeah. they had, and I think they, they made they that clear time. to him, and certainly the public. And they probably should have just, you know, put Tannehill out there week one, and. Uh, because they knew, they, I felt like they knew they were moving on from from Mariota. I, I think they were they wanted him to work out, but they were sort of kind of looking for an excuse to be able to move on to Tannehill to just sort of salvage the season. Um, Mariota definitely never never became what what they wanted him to be. You know, no, I think Mary, first I, overall, you you want him to be the franchise for for years to come. I I think Mariota fits into that that mold of a guy who's who can almost like a, like an Alex Smith early in his career mm-hmm. is going to, you know, doesn't, if you don't ask him to do too much, he won't make the big mistake. He'll make enough plays that you can kind of eke out some wins. If you have a really good defense, 
But if you put it on his shoulders and ask him to throw it 45 times, it's not him. So, um, but he, he just, you know, he was making too many mistakes in, in, uh, in Tennessee. And that's not going to, that's not going to win you over in the honky tonk lane, you know? Yeah. And I mean, look, Tennessee coached up Tannehill, right? It was, he career low in interceptions uh, with, with only six. He didn't take a ton of sacks. He he is he's pretty mobile. People don't uh, think give him the credit. Yeah, he's for got it. he's got some um, motor in. Yeah, but for a decent sized guy, six four two twenty, he he can definitely run, and he's got uh, you know he he's got a good sense of when it's time to run, and once he's outside of the pocket, he can pick up that first down. So I think he fits a lot of what they're trying to do. Tennessee's defense played really well last year. They want to pound the ball. They want to do kind of the opposite of what. Kansas City's doing just run Derrick Henry down your throat, who had a fantastic year last year. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I give them credit for seeing the quarterback that they think fits them and and signing him. I, I think they overpaid him a little bit, but you know, if they win the Super Bowl, nobody's going to remember what his signing bonus was or what his guaranteed money was. It doesn't matter. Right. It's it's about putting the best team on the football field, and as long as it doesn't handcuff what you're trying to do with the rest of your roster, uh, which I don't think this deal necessarily will, then and I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Yeah, I so, mean, with the with the the kind of going rate for quarterbacks, he's it, you know it's right in there with guys who performed well. Yeah. So in a couple of years, this deal might actually end up looking good for Tennessee, just like in San Francisco when Garoppolo got all that money. People were like, oh, I don't know if they should have given him that much money. And then San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl last mm-hmm. year. And nobody's and, nobody cares about the contract, right? His his contract is actually really good. He's actually outperforming his contract. Uh-huh. Yeah, winning winning cures all. So speaking of Derrick Henry, uh, they franchise tag Henry, which I think is the right move. You know, you don't want to. We've seen, especially this offseason, teams that that shell out big money for a wide receiver on a, or sorry for a running back on a long-term deal they end up regretting it. So franchise tag him see if he can do duplicate what he did last year. Back-to-back 1000-yard seasons. A tremendous year last year. Did a little bit uh more than I think I expected him to uh catching the ball out of the backfield over 200 yards receiving which had previously not been his strong suit but really just 1500 yards rushing or averaged over five yards per carry, a fantastic year and absolutely vital. Derrick Henry's not a Tennessee Titan last year or not the focal point of the Tennessee Titans offense. They don't do anywhere near, they don't have anywhere near the success that they did last year. So yeah, absolutely have to bring him back in the franchise tag, I think is the right way to do it. And he got stronger as the season went on last year. Yeah. As the games which, went on, he got stronger. Yeah. And as the season went on, you know, he's that, he, the difference between Derrick Henry and, you know, you got like Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's a big guy, but Derrick Henry is a really, really big guy. Um, he's handed out more punishment than he's getting, I think. Definitely. Yeah, week, week 10, to your point, week 10 was where he really exploded. Um, and uh, it was there was no looking back from there. He had a 188 yards rushing in the win against Kansas City. So that was a... That was the the beginning of of his hot streak. He had a run in that game that was uh, 
the sixty-eight yarder. It was yeah, it was like sixty something uh-huh. yards. And, and then and then the next week he had a seventy-five yarder. <laughs> yeah. And if they don't get cute and you know, kind of outthink it, I think they can beat Kansas City. I think they got a little cute in the in the uh, AFC Championship game, just like uh, I think the 49ers got a little cute in the Super Bowl. Not one to just kind of pound the the ball at Kansas City, but that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, sometimes if you can't beat a team at their game, you have to play your game. And I yeah. think that that for Tennessee, the way their roster is constructed, and for most teams in the NFL, you're not in any team. You're not going to win a shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs or or uh, uh, in in the playoffs or regular season. So you you need to slow it down and, and run the ball. And Derrick Henry's obviously a great weapon for that for for the Tennessee Titans. So a couple of good uh, key re-signings for for the Titans. Uh, keep keeping some of their own players that led to their success. Uh, they bring in Vic Beasley from the Falcons on a small prove-it deal. Let me look. I don't have it right in front of me. I don't remember. Uh, one year, nine and a half million. One year, nine and a half. Uh, so that's, uh, that's that's a little bit more than a prove-it deal. Could be up to 12 million. Okay. So he's, he's got some some good incentives there. So we talked about him the other day. Uh, had uh, that one outlier season in 2015, was it? Uh, with 15 or 2016 with 15 and a half sacks. Um, and really hasn't produced. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Career, uh, Tennessee should be a, a really another good one of these situations where he's still young. Tennessee's got he's that, on a team coming into a team that's up that and coming, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Defense, defensive minded coach that, come that in really there is not that far not removed from playing. Have to have he's not going to be the guy on defense. Uh, so this this is a for Tennessee perfect spot. If he can even come in there, eight, nine, ten sacks, some situational plays even help out in the run, it'll be a big, big boost for the Tennessee Titans D. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he returns to even close to that, to that form that he had back in 2016, it could put this defense over the top. So uh, let's talk about some of the players that Tennessee lost because they, they definitely lost their fair share. They lost a bunch of starters, uh, certainly a bunch of guys that uh, went into last year as a starter. Uh, Marcus Mariota drafted, was it second or third? I always forget. For some reason, I always think he was second. There was a tr- wasn't there a trade? I don't remember. I, I remember leading the the off season leading up to that. It was it was Mariota Winston. Winston. Mariota Winston. Yeah. yeah. Um, Winston was the first pick. Yeah, Winston was definitely the first pick. Mariota. Anyway, top top three pick in the draft back in 2015. He starts 12 great games his, his rookie year. Never played a whole season with the Titans. Uh, had some injuries here and there. Last year, they decided to uh, bench him after game six, I, th- I think it was, in week seven, and, and go with uh, Ryan Tannehill, who we talked a lot about. Um, so Mariota, it, the Mariota experiment is over. It hurts to miss on a quarterback in, in the top three picks. Yeah, it definitely does. And he was, he was a, a solid prospect coming out of Oregon, so you can't blame him. I'm, <clears throat> you can't blame them for – drafting him no no it's it's easy to be you know a monday morning quarterback now and say oh they but who who are you going to tell them they should have taken in that draft oh you should have gone with winston exactly and winston's already gone by the time you're picking but the thing is with mariota he was good not great and sometimes he was bad and that's just not going to be a, a 
a good formula to have a top pick. You see they take him out and put in Tannehill, and Tannehill with the same exact offense takes them, you know, almost to the Super Bowl. And they're nowhere near that if they stay with Mariota. And I think that might have uh, that might have hurt Mariota's stock a little bit. He's going to be in Las Vegas with the Raiders this year. I think he'll be a backup. I I still like Derek Carr for the starting yeah, job. Do, I don't think do don't Mayock think gonna... and and Chucky. That's the question because I I part of me looks at this and says they might be doing to Mariota what Mariota got done to him last year, and that's bringing in another quarterback and just waiting for that other shoe to drop and then go. All right, that's it. It's it's time to move move to Mariota. I don't know if all the chatter that's come out of Los Angeles, now Las Vegas, is correct about them wanting to move on from Derek Carr, but they gave, they gave Mariota a decent-sized contract. Well, historically, Chucky likes to go in there and get his own guys in there. Yeah, but, definitely. But I think if you give Derek Carr the healthy weapons – he's going to perform very well. And I don't think he had a bad season last year. And it seemed like everybody was hurt on the Raiders, except for uh, Jacob. Yeah. So, so that Mariota's gone. Deion Lewis uh, leaves in free agency to go to the Giants. He had a couple of good years with Tennessee, catching the ball out of the backfield. Was I thought what was a good compliment to Derrick Henry, but you know, it's just getting old. And uh, it, it was – Time for, for him to go. Tajay Sharp, another another wide receiver that had his moments. He leaves for the Vikings. Delaney Walker, who I know is one of your favorite players. Great. I loved versatile. him. I, I was I was hurt when he left uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I, I, I loved when with when we had he and Vernon Davis. And boy boy did him and Mariota have a connection. They Delaney Walker yeah. was a couple years there where he was in the conversation for top three tight end. Yeah, what do you go to like three, four straight Pro Bowls? Yeah, yeah, and then of course the 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 big one they lose a offensive tackle Jack Conklin leaves for the big payday with Cleveland. That's going to hurt. They had a really stout offensive line last year. Part of the reason they were able to run the ball down people's throats is because they were moving, uh, moving defensive line off the ball. They're going to need to replace him. Uh, definitely, Conklin. You get big strong corn fed guys like this Mm -hmm. that move people around when you have a back like Derrick Henry and you're not touching him until he's already three, four yards down the field, he's going to get another four yards just falling forward. Yeah. That, that bowling ball rolling downhill, you got to get him early. Yeah. And I think that's big, but you know, something like the, the Dion Lewis and the Tajay Sharks, I don't mind losing if I'm a Tennessee fan. Because I think those are guys that you can replace. Yeah. Deion Lewis, like you, you said, getting up, uh, getting up there a little bit in age, can still play, but he, uh, he falls under one of those categories of get rid of him a year early in, instead of a year late. So. Then on the defensive side of the ball, they lose big uh, run stuffer Jarrell Casey to the Denver Broncos. Cameron Wake gone and uh, starting quarterback Logan Ryan gone as well. Yeah, Logan Ryan was 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 an interesting one. I mean, you don't you don't see too many cornerbacks with a hundred and 
100 and some odd tackles. 113 tackles. 113 tackles. He had four and a half sacks. Yeah, on a guy that, that you think of is, or on a defense that you think of as, as being good, that, that, it, that definitely surprises me. Right. So he did have the four interceptions, but it, it worries me anytime I'm seeing uh, a cornerback with a, a, you know, more than 40 or 50 tackles, I feel like. Yeah. But he did. I mean, look, he did. He did all. He had a good year last year. Yeah. He had a ton of tackles, four and a half sacks, like you mentioned. And it, obviously, they blitzed him quite a bit. And four, four picks and four forced fumbles. I mean, that's a good year. It's surprising they let him go. I mean, he is he is still only twenty nine years old. Jersey guy, representing Rutgers. Um, Rutgers, right? I'm, I'm not only surprised that he they let him go, but he. I don't think he signed with anybody yet. No, he's he's still on the market. I think he's another one of those guys that the the virus has has hurt his uh, free agency. Yeah, it's it's possible. They, we didn't get this this kind of second wave. I mean, usually you have all the big names. We still have a ton of a ton of names out there. Kalani's still out there. Logan Ryan's, as we're talking about now, still out there. There's a lot of good players still available. I, and it, at this point, everybody's going to sit and just see what happens after the draft. I think I think a couple of these guys. If they knew what was going to happen with uh, COVID nineteen, I think they would have jumped on a couple of early deals and and may have cost themselves a couple of you dollars. You might be right. They might have passed on some some deals. I don't know that to be sure, but that that certainly makes a lot of sense. You you can make a logical guess that that that's happened a time or two. Of course it is. I said it, so it's got to make there, sense. There you go. It's got to be fact. It's on the internet, so it is true. <laughs> All right, so uh, do do we think that the Tennessee Titans improve their roster, yes or no? I'm going to say Tennessee is – it's it's a tough one for me. I, I, uh, I, I have a hard time arguing that their roster is better. I don't necessarily right. disagree with any of the moves that they made, but they lost some really good players. You know, Matt Mariota's gone. He was a, a good at, – at very worst, he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. They, they lost Jarrell Casey, who's a, who's a great defensive tackle. But one of, if not the best offensive tackle in the league, Jack Conklin's gone. Delaney Walker, although he's been injured lately, they lost a lot of pieces. And, and Logan Ryan, like we talked about, I have a hard time saying that, that their roster's better now than it was. Yeah, I can't say that the roster – exactly. I can't say that the roster's better, but they made – some some good moves. I thought yeah. it was a good move signing Tannehill. Yeah, a lot of these I moves thought, make sense. I thought it was a really good move franchising Henry. And if you can work out a, a deal that's favorable for the team, that's great. So, and, uh, you know, the Vic Beasley deal could work out. Um, the money they gave him, I think it has to kind of work out. You know, if they're paying him ten million this year with mm-hmm. you know, possible with the max of twelve, I think it's kind of he has to perform at least a little bit. Yeah. So all right, that wraps it up. Our free free agency review of the AFC North and South. Join us next time. We'll be wrapping up our free agency review with the AFC East and West. Mike, thanks for joining me. You have a great night. Uh you too, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye.